0: RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTO Sports.com RacerX Podcast. Lakewood Motocross National Wrap-Up. I'm your host Steve Mathis as usual. Thanks to uh, btosports.com, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team with Andrew Short and a returning from injury Matt Gurky, this weekend at, uh, at Lakewood. Of course btosports.com. If you use the code PULPMX, you will save big time on anything uh, BTO Sports sells, which is pretty much everything including OEM parts. The code doesn't work for everything, but it works for most things. Brand new website, uh, free shipping over a certain amount of money, and uh, some of the best tire prices around for the BTO sports guys. And of course, Fox, presented by Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Continuing to the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check out the 2014 line, including Instinct Boot, V4 Helmet, Airspace Performance Goggle, and 360 Racewear. Foxhead.com, official gear of our 450 motocross points leader, Kenny Rockson, who just re-upped with Fox racing for probably uh, another 10 years and probably uh, 40 or $50 million. Um, Joining me on the line to discuss that and discuss Lakewood and many other things, he's out there right now, folks, uh, pounding the pavement for Western Power Sports, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, uh, the Jason Thomas. JT, what's up?
0: Uh, Not too much. I just want to... You got you can't say stuff like 40 or 50 million dollars cuz people are going to actually believe you.
1: Nobody will believe that.
0: I don't you just got to you got to put a disclaimer on that because that's <laughs> so so far from reality.
1: I mean, it, can we just say a shit ton of money?
0: People but, will believe that though. Yeah, I mean, obviously it gets paid well, but
1: Okay. All right. Well, a shit ton of money. Re up with Fox Racing. Kenny Roxon.
0: Whatever uh, he's getting he deserves.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've said it, I've said it many times. If there's one guy who I think is the most marketable guy right now and going forward. If I'm a company industry, I am throwing money at that German kid. So, uh, Fox Racing has done that. So, And also on the line, he is a four-time 125 Supercross winner, former factory rider, uh, RacerX Online's uh, editor-in-chief, editor-in-large, kind of like me, the David Pingree. Pingree, what's up? Hey, just just here. (laughs) Happy to be with you guys. Doing okay, buddy? I'm all right. You uh, you've been under the weather for a little bit. You were supposed to <laughs> come up to Vegas and couldn't make it. And <laughs> David Pingree, yeah, the, on the rocky having... road. <laughs>
2: I've been up against the ropes here, physically, <laughs> a little
1: bit lately, but I'm doing all right. Okay, all right, fantastic. Do you agree with me, Ping? Uh, Kenny Roxon, marketable beyond beyond anything yeah, else in y I mean,
2: You don't have to be a, a, a you know mind reader to see that that guy's got a rocket strapped to his rear end. I mean, if if you're picking a Supergrass champion for 2015 and he's not your guy, you're going to come out looking bad probably. And he stands a real good chance this summer. He's leading points. And for the next however many years, um, it's kind of his world.
1: I'd like it. It'd be funnier if Kenny had still a little German accent. His English is really good. Um, he sounds just like he's, ah, uh, he's got a little tint of an accent, but, uh, JT, you spent a ton of time in Germany. Wouldn't it be funny if he kept saying, "z" "z race?
0: Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. like Answer. "ja." Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it, awesome, it yeah. would be
1: just so much better if we had a guy in the podium going, Yah, ze race is it good, I make it the horsepower, you know, but, but, uh, God damn it. Kenny's English is probably better than some, 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 some Americans. So. Uh, all right, thanks for the laughs, guys. Thanks for backing me up on that one. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's talk Lakewood right now. Um, uh, I guess we saw JT. I'll start with you. I guess we saw a little different race from the first two nationals. Although, if you, I think if you peek behind the curtain, still looks pretty good for the KTM guys and the Yamaha guys. But let's start at the four hundred and fifty class. James Stewart won a, won a moto, and uh, you know JT as a racer that. It was impressive to me. He got caught from those guys, uh, Ryan Dungey, and then Kenny Roxon at the end. Yet he still managed to pick up his pace and hold them off. Like it was a, it was a nice bit of riding from Stewie.
0: It was, and there's two things there. Um, one, James Stewart's obviously very experienced, very smart, uh, which I think played a huge role in his ability to keep those guys back there, both uh, Dungey and Roxon. Uh, I think. With a less experienced guy, they just wouldn't have been able to anticipate where they were going to try to make their move. Which I, I just felt like it was a huge uh, coup on on Stewart's part, as he could just counter everything they were kind of planning. Um, and that that just goes back to experience. So the second thing was, man, Dungey is is just not good at passing. They, I mean, for All such right. an incredible rider with the the credentials and the ability and and everything he has. He, for all intents and purposes, should have won that moto. I really think that
1: well, he made up. He made up about five seconds.
0: Yeah, I just if he could have gotten around Stu um, quickly, mm-hmm. which I feel like he had the pace to do that. I think the race is over. I, th- I think he had. I think he had the most speed in that moto of anyone. He just could not find a way around Stu, and, and this is something we see from we've seen from Dunge time and time again. And it's it really is getting to the point where it's starting to play a significant role in the, in the championship because uh, that's a pretty big swing in the points to go from not only uh, being behind Stu to behind Roxen at the end. So um, just uh, and, and actually behind Trey because he made a mistake after that. So pretty tough, uh, pretty tough moto when you look at it from, from that angle.
1: But don't you feel, JT, with Lakewood, like after the first turn, until you hit that big tabletop whipper before the left-hander going back downhill? Where are you going to pass anybody?
0: I, I guess like there is some spots. I mean,
1: coming down the hill, you know, you could try inside or outside in the ruddy, in the rut ruts and stuff like that. But man, there are some times where I was like, I would be watching the race, and this and this goes for both. I'd be watching the race, and then I would turn away because I am like, okay, nothing can happen with the leaders right there. Let me watch over here.
0: You know, uh, I don't necessarily know that that's true. Um, I think. Uh... At the very top, when they you do like this step down at the very top, um, yeah. and then you come down a straight downhill. Yeah. I, I saw lots of guys just basically force it in, into there. Um, and then you could go inside or outside in that next left uh, and basically get momentum for that next climb. Uh, and then the, the downhill where Stu crashed in 2012, I saw a lot of passing basically just going inside or outside into that sweeper. Uh, and then obviously the left-hand long sweeper, where where you were talking about, yeah, um,
1: you can you can pass there. I just yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to really bomb it in there coming down those hills. Like Baggett made it, tried to make it on Porcell a couple times, and and he made it stick. But damn, it was it's sketchy. it
0: sketchy. It yeah, I it's, mean you you, you, ha- you definitely have to go for it, and I just feel like that's that's Dungy's biggest. His biggest weakness in his in his whole program right now is that inability to to force it when he needs to. You know he could have really pulled a gap, I think, and unfortunately, you know potentially could have got a race win. He mm-hmm. ended up with a fourth place, so uh, that's, that's a pretty big swing.
1: Second moto, Ping. Uh, well, first of all, Ping, let me get you take. This is the first time we've had you on the uh, had you on the podcast since the wrap up. Um, what did you? Th- are you surprised, Ping, at the KTM guys right now? Um no I'm not
2: surprised you know I I think we all kind of said that Dungey and Roxon would be the guys up front. I think we expected Stu to be there a little sooner. I did anyway. Um I didn't think he'd be this far off the back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Then he showed that he's coming around uh, at at uh, Under Valley so that's good. Um, you know it was a little bit of a mystery whether or not Canard and those guys would be able to get up and mix it up and I just Maybe maybe a little here and there, but it's it's really those two guys, I think. And uh I still believe, you know, like uh Vilman flipped me some crap on Instagram or Twitter the other day. Oh, uh, Billy Billy likes to do that, yep. About, you know, oh, you believe me now that Roxon's the guy. I, I still think this is a lot of motos, it's still a lot of travelling, it's a long summer. Mm-hmm. And Roxanne's gonna he's gonna just get a little uh going to fade a little bit he's just going to get you know that that newness and the aggression that he has right now and the sharpness is going to wear off a little bit i think
1: yeah
2: maybe halfway three quarters of the way through the season and he's going to slump a little like he did in Supercross. and dungy's going to just be level you know he's going to be the same guy he was from the first moto the 24th so um i think like i said at the beginning here i think Roxon's going to win more motos i think dungy's
1: it's uh, it's twelve points right now between uh, Roxton and Dungey. I'm still, yeah. I'm still okay with my Dungey pick too. Kenny's looking great though. Kenny's looking really good. I mean, I, his uh, his charge on Stewart in the first moto, ping that was uh, that was impressive to get back up there and be all over him. You know, like just late in the race when a guy turns it on, to me that's pretty impressive. Uh, that's something. It is. The kid's got
2: he's got speed and uh, he's one of the few guys that can just bring someone in like that, you know, um, that's hard to do. Yeah, And then, like you said, late in a race, too, and that track didn't look to me um, like it was as deep as it's been years past and where you could maybe get creative with lines and make time up. It was pretty hard packed, pretty cut and dry. Everybody was hitting the same lines, doing the same kind of thing, and that makes it even more impressive when someone's able to go faster on a track like that.
1: Yeah, JT, it was harder than it's ever been, but I think they were expecting some rain, so they left it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm you know, 99% sure that was the thinking, is if it did rain, they wanted to have some, some room for it to run off. And uh, it was definitely the smoothest Lakewood I can ever remember, uh, especially the first moto. The first moto that went out in the 450 class, I was absolutely blown away at how smooth the track was, so. Yeah, um, I think you know, like you guys said, it definitely played a part in the racing.
1: Are you still JT? Are we are we gonna are we gonna start yelling at each other about Stewart's bike setup? He won the moto this weekend. Uh, looked great. Second moto, he didn't get the start, and uh, you know, frankly, I, I liked it how he got he got a he caught past Trey. That was I don't like it like in that sense that Trey got beat, but I mean, it showed something there that he worked pretty hard all moto to do it. But I, I just I don't think it's the bike holding him back. I stand by that man. He's just. He's not as good as he's been before.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sure. That's. (laughs) We've been over this a lot. Well, yeah. No, I know. I don't. I don't know. He.
1: uh, He won the first moto. You don't think he? You don't think he's got the bike set up, JT?
0: Um, it's not that. I think that. Um, I think he's a little bit frustrated with his setup, whether that's his fault or, or the team's fault or whoever's fault. Um, and I think that's turned into a little bit of uh, a confidence problem in the in the motorcycle, so he's he's a little bit unwilling to push as hard as we've seen James Stewart push in the past, uh, just because I think he's a little unsure of what's going to happen when he does. Um, so I think it all kind of works together where he may feel the bike's not as good as he wants it, so then that changes his outlook a little bit, and then that affects his riding a little bit.
2: You know what makes me scratch my head on all his... His comments about setup and testing and bike development—that motorcycle hasn't changed since he's been on it. Geometry,
0: chassis-wise, well, and the, chassis the, the, and the has. Fork's different, but yeah.
2: Then go back to what you were running. Go back to your old settings. I, I don't—I don't know why the—why do the manufacturers not allow them to go back to a traditional fork?
1: Well, especially next year, the they 20, don't offer the it. 2015 Suzuki's are coming with the triple air fork, from what I've been told. They wanted him to stick with the air fork. They brought in some extra Showa people to help out um, for Hangtown and such and staying back and everything else. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a mystery because I come from the part of, like, where if it makes the rider happy, you should do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, but, but Graf
2: was running like a three-year-old frame or something back in
1: his day <laughs> I, because yeah, that but, was the frame he liked. But you could never tell. Fans could tell if right. he had a spring fork or an air fork on, you know. But I, I, I'm just—I just think James, his bike isn't perfect. But I—we saw him in the first moto win. We saw him in the second moto lose by 30 seconds. Uh, so I just think I'm on board with just he's not riding as well. And and like you said, it's the old uh, chicken or egg comment a little bit, JT, because we're going around and around. He's not riding as well because he's not confident in his bike. So there's that. Right. So so you know I mean. Uh, I'm coming at it from a mechanical end of things and the and team and being on teams, you're coming at it as if the riders are a little bit ahead cases.
0: Yeah, I mean I think we're we have a little bit of common ground there where he may not be riding as well because of the same thing. We I think we're we're on the same page there. Um, and I do think that I think they were a little bit better with setup this weekend from what he was saying. My question would be though, with the track being so smooth. Was that the difference, or did they actually improve the bike?
1: Well, and also, too, different soil than California, different bumps, you know. uh, Not a whole lot. it's still harder packed, like a California track, which is underneath Hangtown Glen Helen are are harder packed. Um, You know, so I I wrote something in Race this week that a lot of times on different teams, we would test them Thursdays at Glen Helen. Ping, let's let's switch this to you. You test at Glen Helen – on uh, Thursdays before the Nationals, and maybe you go to Comp Edge or Cahia. And, you know, the Troy, the Honda guys went to Hangtown a few weeks before the, before the start of Nationals. Then you go to High Point or maybe Lakewood, but you go to the East Coast tracks, and all of a sudden you find out you're not quite, were, you're not quite as happy as you once were. Just the dirt is so much different. Yeah, it happens a lot.
2: You know, you, you get a setting that works the places you're riding, but then – you head off to these other tracks with with hills and different kinds of soil and bumps, and it's just you've got to keep adjusting and adapting. And you know, Mitch, Mitch and I talked a lot about this, where you can just chase your tail all year long, testing and testing, trying to get it right, and you'll never you'll never hit the mark. No, because every weekend the track changes, the target keeps moving. So, what you need to do is find a setting. It works pretty well everywhere. Have an idea of how to adjust it for different types of tracks, yeah. And then shut your mouth and ride the motorcycle. He said that was something Ricky did. It was one of his big, biggest strong suits. He go, you know what? I mean, it does some things I don't care for, but it's good enough. I'm gonna go ride it, and oh. I'll learn. I'll learn how to make it work in the places that it's not good. I'll learn how to adjust. Okay, I know it's gonna do this on. Big, sharp kickers. I know it's going to do this on Little chops, so I'll do this, you know, to fix that. Well, that, that's kind of what I was he saying. He figured it out yeah. as the rider, and I think that's what, you know, maybe a guy like Stewart is just trying to get it just right every weekend, and guess what? I, that's a moving it's, target. It's You're not You're never going to
1: hit it. It's not like road race or car racing where you have pavement and you have the same traction and the same lines. <laughs> Everything changes on a motocross track. And I'm just of the belief that it can't, it can't be with the, with the factory show up People and the factory Suzuki people, the thing can't be so far off that you cannot win on it. That's where I'm at with, yeah. with that with that setting. But hey, and some of this, some of this uh, like data that they're collecting, you know, that
2: even a road course, you, you go to Road Atlanta one year, it's the same the next year. Sure, your temperature might be different, the asphalt temperature could be off a few degrees, but you go to Thunder Valley one year and come back the next year, like last year to this year, let's say, those are very very different racetracks. You know, the layout may be different. The jumps are shaped a little different. The racing surface is way harder.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, there's a lot of things about it that change. The ruts will develop different. You know, it's a completely different racetrack. So, I don't know. I think yeah. that's that, that data, all that stuff they're collecting, all their notes. That's <laughs> it's a great, you know, it's great to have that and use it as a reference, but. It's not the end-all, be-all,
1: you know? It's still a lot of it is rider, man. I really believe that in this in this sport. Um, All right, let's 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 move on a little bit. JT, so rocks and wins. James gets second with a 1-3. Dungey goes 4-2 for third. And Trey Kennard, 3-4. Now, the Honda guys were giving me a bit of shit at the end of the day, JT. Um, and I know Trey mentioned it at the press conference at Hangtown about Racer X riding something about him and Barsha being, uh, being uh, I don't know, bust this summer or something. I still haven't read the article. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, so the Honda guys are a bit bummed at me. They're like, you know, we read your column last week, Mathis. Why do you have to harp on the negative? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you said that Trey Kennard sure probably is pretty bummed about his first moto at Hangtown, where he started third right behind the KTM guys, and they pulled away. And I, and I said, well, yeah, I mean, if you're Trey Kennard, You know, a win is what you're there for or what you want to get. You know, you're not in a position of an Andrew Short where a top five is great uh, or Weston Pike or Weimer these guys. I think if you're a canard, you're going for the win, and you saw your two KTM guys right in front of you, and they pulled away. And the Honda guy's point was, yeah, but he still, you know, did very well at Hangtown. I'm like, I know, but he's a great rider. He should do good. So my question to you, JT, is this weekend – Do I write about how awesome Trey was because he went 3-4, or do I write about how he was leading the opening laps of the second moto and got fourth? Like, where do we stand on this? Uh,
0: Why don't you just write about (laughs) Roxon?
1: That's it? Just just Kenny Roxon?
0: I just don't think you can win that because –
1: No, I know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I look, I hold Trey up as a guy that can win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. I I think anybody, including Trey – was would be a little bit disappointed with how the second moto went because he he had a chance to win. I felt um, so. I don't know if I heard his disappointment. Um, he he wasn't real. You know, he wasn't real happy with how it went himself. So I'm not sure if that was him. Um, you know, if he got arm pump or got tired or you know pushed so hard at the beginning and kind of blew himself up, which was what I speculated happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but whatever happened, it you know wasn't. What he was looking for, I'm sure. So, I don't know that you there's a you know. I think it's kind of a lose lose for you if you write the truth and kind of what happened. Then they're going to be you know everyone's going to yeah. be mad and think you're bagging on him, which you're not. You're just trying to be objective. I'm so, just
1: and I, I've said it before. I'm surprised that Roxon and Dungey, and of course Stewart, this weekend won. So you know, like a Grant Moto win at Glen Helen, he throws it in there. But I'm surprised that Roxon and Dungey are this much better than seemingly this much better than the rest of the guys.
0: That's it all. was surprising to me that – and I, I don't know if it's just he's not used to the pace or, or what, but I, I felt like Trey could go with them at the beginning. But I, I just – I wonder how far over the limit Trey was versus where they were. Um, but that's kind of what I, I felt when I was watching it is, is Trey was on his limit. Like he was yeah. – it was everything he could do to stay in front of them. And those guys were kind of in their pace, their race pace. And then once Trey fell off that line where you can only hold that line for so long, yeah. um, you know, at if you're kind of over the limit, so to speak. And once he kind of dropped off a little bit, then they continued on with their normal pace and then they eventually dropped him. So that's kind of what I felt watching it. I, I don't know how accurate that is, but it's just uh, my perspective on it. And the question for me is, is will he be able to cut into that, that gap where he can get more comfortable Running that pace as we move forward, and then and stay there longer and longer and longer until he's there the whole time.
1: Yeah, do not you feel like one of Trey's strengths is his ability to sprint speed and to? Oh, absolutely, and yeah.
0: I, I think that's what he was doing at the beginning. Yeah, that, you know that that's why he was able to do that. But I don't think that they were necessarily
1: sprint sprinting as hard as he was. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're like, hey, this is a nice su- Sunday ride here, nice Saturday. Well, ride. Yeah, and so. it's.
0: I've been in that situation where. You get a great start, and you're riding with people that are better than you. So you're doing everything. You're you're just laying it on the line to try to stay with them. And they're kind of like, okay, yeah, we're, we're racing along here. And you're just like right. hair on fire trying to push that pace. You can only do that for so long. So I, I think that Trey will get more comfortable being there. Uh, but I, I think you could tell this weekend that those guys were, you know, a lot more comfortable going to speed than he was.
1: So, Ping, do you think – is this now – is James Stewart now inserting himself into this KTM sandwich for the rest of the summer, or, or, or is this going to be what we're going to see? You know, a moto win here, a moto win there. Second moto, he uh, he was started like fifth, had to battle by Grant for a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the moto, he he was pretty far back.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's – I don't think he's there yet. I think we'll see him more and more, but <clears> – <throat> Those two are on a level, and I don't – whether it's Trey or or Stewart, I, I just don't know that any of those guys are going to consistently get up there and run with those two. Those are going to be the two guys all moto, every moto.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got to think so. JT, we're three rounds in.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously that's the way it looks. That That's kind of what I was getting back to is is – the unknown of whether those guys will be able to slowly, you know, kind of um, knock away at that gap. And then, you know, here in a few weeks we we'll oh, yeah, he was there for 25 minutes. And then a week after that they're there the whole time. Because yeah. I, I do think they can go the pace. It's just I don't know that they can go the pace the whole time necessarily yet.
1: Uh, JT, we were, um, we were off with Josh Grant. We should have listened to our, our own Dan, Dan Truman.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he He, he, definitely proved us wrong. I mean, I guess we should have had a little bit more faith looking back on what he did there a few years ago. Um, Yeah, but definitely much stronger and and consistent and great starts and all that stuff. So, you know, great job to him.
1: Ping, we played this little game on our pre-race pulpcast, Fox uh, Airspace Goggle pre-race pulpcast, where we said, "Guess the Josh Grant finishes," and I went four DNF. JT said four thirty two. Thirty four. Four thirty four. Meaning he was still riding, I think. Uh and D- Dan Truman said six seven, and we laughed, and we laughed, and we laughed. Well, he went five six. Oh, well. <laughs> Consistency is Josh Grant's. I would
2: have I would have said uh something probably more along the lines of your scores, especially when I heard he was
1: sick. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't ride uh, so the second that makes practice. Even more impressive, to be honest with you. Yeah, he didn't even ride the second practice. Yeah. So, um, Mookie's consistent this year. Ping, he's putting together consistent motos like seven, eight, 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 nine, eight, yeah. whatever. So yeah,
2: unfortunately, they're all kind of right in that seven, eight, nine spot. I think you know he uh, expects to be more up in that group of fifth. You know. Mm-hmm. At six, so it was interesting. I thought James talking about his brother, uh, you know, not, not right with his ability yet, and maybe when things get back east, he'll figure it out. But, uh, you know, he even says on there, when he's having off days, Malcolm will whip his yeah. butt, yeah. And, you know,
1: so I that was cool to kind of some of the some things he said were interesting, talking about Malcolm. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know. Where... Can Mookie get any better, JT, than what he's doing right now? I mean, do
0: you see? Yeah, I think uh, once we get on East Coast tracks, he'll be better. Like, uh, you know, Bud's Creek comes to mind immediately. He had a third in a moto there last year. Um, I I do think he'll be better. I think he'll have some flashes here where um, he'll he'll show some, some speed. You know, I don't think he's the best on these type tracks we've been having so yeah i don't think it'll be an every weekend thing but i think we'll definitely see him in the top five sometime here soon
1: weimer had a decent day going where he qualified well and then uh he was uh near the front in the second motor and he fell with and he was glued to Metcalf most of the day so he could have had a good day but yeah he had some ups and downs uh what about shorty jt bto sports ktm guy
0: Shorty had a good day. I thought um, the first moto, especially, he was locked onto that group for was, yeah. ten or fifteen minutes. Um, you know, he was in sixth really the whole time. Well, he started third, but then was in sixth pretty quickly. And uh, but he stayed there. He he was on them and had their pace. And then uh, I think it was kind of a similar situation to what Trey went through the second moto, where he was it was everything he had to go with them, and then he had to back it down a little bit, um, and then he dropped back a, a little ways, but was you know a solid sixth, and then uh, Sekimoto didn't get a great start, and but he was still solid. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. you know six nine is is more along the lines of what you know what I expected from him, and I think uh, he he has the potential to be in that five six seven spot every week.
1: What about Gerkey's return? Fourteen sixteen.
0: Yeah, I think that's a work in progress. Um, you know, Gerkey is is definitely a better rider than fourteen sixteen, and I'd don't think that many people would argue that. So yeah. he'll get better and better. Um, I think you know when we look back on this in a month, you're going to see a totally different Matt Girky than we do right now. So
1: why is he going to yeah. get facial surgery? <laughs> is he? Is going to be like face off with Travolta and Cage?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. He's
1: going to get Kenny Roxon's face.
0: I think. I think there's lots of guys out there that probably want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think uh I just think he'll be inside that top 10. Like he he's fast outdoors. He's a legitimate top 10 guy when he's yep. 100%. So uh there's a there's a chance for, you know, BTO to have two guys inside the top 10 week in and week out here once uh once it uh, gets turned around.
1: MXA says they signed Jake Weimer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that uh That is wrong. That is that is definitely wrong. Okay. Right, not just, saying that that's out of the realm of possibilities, right? But right. It's definitely not nothing like that has happened.
1: And Chad Reed, JT, he had another tough day. Kind of not seeing, not seeing any progress from the opening round. Not seeing getting it's not getting worse, and he's not doing as bad as he was last year by any stretch. But we're also not seeing any progress like I thought we'd see.
0: Yeah, it was a rough day. I mean, he 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 hates that track. Well, I don't know if he hates it as much as he's just not good there. Yeah, never has been good. Never. I don't think ever will be great there um, for whatever reason. I don't know why. But crashing and slapping yourself off the ground the second lap of, you know, when the, the green flag wasn't even out yet and he was yeah, he hit, know, flipping across the ground.
1: Uh, Osterman said he hit some concrete.
0: Yeah, there was a big rock, like, buried in the ground, and he, I guess he he hit it somehow and it just splattered him.
1: <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So his day was good. Did he ring his bell too a little bit?
0: Yeah, hit his head and side, and he was pretty beat up. I uh, honestly didn't think he was going to race. So, um, right. yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good day, and he definitely didn't progress and all the things that, that you just said. But yep. I really didn't expect a ton from him, especially after the crash. You know, I was hoping for the backside of the top ten before the crash, and then after the crash I was just like, well, hopefully yep. he does two motos because I know he didn't feel good.
1: Yeah, so almost a mulligan on this one,
0: like, eh, in a sense. Did I think it's did? his worst track on the series. Yep. Pretty, you know, I think that's pretty easy to, to tell. And then uh, when you're you know knocking the wind out of yourselves like that right away is mm-hmm. that kind of ruins the day. I mean, it's really tough to bounce back from that and be on your game. So just a just a rough day overall.
1: Ping, you ever had that? Were you? Sorry. Yeah.
2: Well, I had some. Yeah, I did. Where you had? You just? I had a t- I had a time in practice at uh, Bud's Creek one year. Uh uh-huh. <clears throat> I don't know how to describe it. It used to be uh <laughs> Like a downhill oh. double before you came up to Henry's Hill where Henry jumped off and back. And the guy who was driving a circuit truck at the time, this was in 95, Lightning. Remember Lightning? Yeah, yeah. He was mixing our fuel and he forgot to mix oil in our gas set where I practiced.
1: <laughs> Hold on. So. Mitch Payton let the truck driver mix fuel? Well,
2: it was a... Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> I didn't want to lose top of it in 95. Anyway, my bike locked up off that double, and I just cartwheeled down a hill.
1: A double before so all doing very well okay. at
2: Butts Creek that year.
1: <clears throat> so right from the start of the day, that was it? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It comes to mind. I'm sure it happened many other times, too. <laughs> Nationals weren't your forte, Pingree. Some good finishes here and there, but never, you know. You're a super cost specialist. I like traction. So when I didn't have traction,
2: <laughs> I got real cautious and
1: slow. Ah, relatively speaking, slow. Yeah. You know, you just, you were, you really, I mean, you were one of the top riders in the sport, JT. So
0: Yeah, I, I felt like I went slow because I was trying to avoid being in traction. <laughs>
1: I think I think we should sound a little cymbal and drum right there. Um Yeah, yeah, there you go. Killian Rusk. Um JT you said he's from New Mexico? Uh
0: yeah, as far as I know. His yeah. home it
1: says on the entry sheets, which of course we know mean nothing. Durango, Colorado.
0: Okay, well maybe But anyways. Pretty sure he was from New Mexico. Maybe he lives in Durango now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe so. Morning. I don't know. Uh fifteen fifteen though. Good job by him. And fr- and,
0: and just for the record, Durango's like an hour, less than an hour from New Mexico. So,
1: uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like maybe one of those Tomac things where, you're you really don't like Tomac's from Colorado, but he doesn't ride Lakewood, you know, right, so far away. Yeah. Um, uh, Frederick Norin, ping, all hail Sweden! Another good, another good day for him. Sixteen
2: fourteen.
1: Yeah, sixteen fourteen.
2: <laughs> um, Bring over the Swedish Viking floats and go uh, a parade.
1: Who's your biggest surprise in the four hundred and fifty class? Ping is it, is it Roxon, or is there somebody else? Jo- Josh Grant at all, or who's your biggest surprise?
2: Uh, I would say probably Grant would be a great one. Yeah. Um, you know he's had a
1: few good rides, so he's got to he's got to keep it together till Millville and Redbud, where he flies. So, uh, Nicoletti got three more races. JT. So, which is good because when I think Nicoletti, I don't think Glenn Helen, Hangtown, Lakewood specialist.
0: Was it because of Brayton's situation or was it just like, oh, hey, you earned this?
1: Well, I don't really know. Um, Yeah, not really sure. I think – I heard the – I I tell you, I think he's doing pretty well. Like, he's surprising me. You think? He
0: charged hard the 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 first motto.
2: Yeah, well, and he's, he's hole-shotting. I mean, those two were, what, first and third or fourth again in the first moto? Yeah. He's making their he's making their bikes look good, and I don't yeah. think anyone
1: expects him to hang on to a podium finish. But he had a
0: very under, underrated ride the first moto.
1: Yeah, he was pretty far back. He crashed right before the finish, and he was outside the top 20 for sure.
0: Oh, he was way outside the top 20. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he came back to get 12th.
0: And I watched him every lap because yeah. just just I could see him passing and passing and passing. And then he, I mean he he rode well, like very impressive to me. So.
1: Ping, who would be your biggest disappointment through three races in the four hundred and fifty class? Uh, what do you think? I don't know. i I'd, I'd have to look at results. I'll tell you what. Who had a rough day? Our buddy Jimmy Albertson. All three of us on the line here. We all like Jimmy Albertson. Some of us really like his wife. Um, some of us like her, and then some of us really like her. Um, he had a tough day, JT. There's no other way to put it. He said he was cramping up in the second moto, and that's that's wasn't what good. No, not wasn't a good, good. Not a good day for Top Jimmy. Ping. Bad week for Top Jimmy. Yeah, really, okay. right? Van blows up. Uh, he went uh, 1932 on the day. He, I was talking to him a little bit, and he said he wanted to pull off. Let me ask where you guys stand on this. He, he said, I, I wanted to pull off, but I, I decided to keep it going, keep it out there in the second moto. He was well out of the points, Ping. Pretty far back, kind of just riding around. Do you pull it in, or do you keep it going? I, I like a guy who finishes. I like a guy who guts it out and, and finishes, but... That's just me. Yeah, I, I think you've got
2: to find a reason to. Like, an opening moto, you can, you know, I've had arguments, trust me. I've had a lot of arguments <laughs> in my head. Like, all right, I pull it in and just save some energy right now.
1: Right. Like, right. this
2: sucks. You know, I'm 28. Yeah. What good's the few extra gate positions? And then the other thing is I think, you know what, this day already sucks. It's probably not going to get a whole lot better. At least try to improve, get some fitness, maybe learn something don't be such an asshole.
1: <laughs> don't be such an you know asshole.
2: I mean? Right. That's right. my motives. Right. So I, I've had those arguments with myself a lot. So, and, uh, I always finish just because you're going to hear less from your mechanic who's <laughs> got to do his job anyway. You're going to yeah. hear less from your manager from, you know,
1: yeah it's
2: the right thing to do.
1: I, I have, I've, yeah. I've worked for a couple of riders who, you know, like and with a tip over, they're pulling it in and you're like, really guy? Like, Come on, I know you're way back, but finish the damn moto. I just think it says something for you. What do you stand on this, JT?
0: I'm with you on that, but I'm looking at the laugh times here. <laughs> and guys like LeMay, Gorky, Norin, who I feel Jimmy is right there with, that's yeah. his That's his pack. Yeah. They were doing – That's his wolf pack. Two, right. Yeah, they were doing two 14s around halfway. Okay, um, They kept kept those up. 216, 214, 214. Kelly Rusk doing 215. Jimmy was doing 232, 237, 238.
1: So a little off the pace.
0: Yeah, when you're over 20 seconds a lap slower, I just don't see there's much reason to stay out there. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Can you give me that? I mean, if you're doing somewhere close, like you're way back, but you're trying, yeah, by all means. But if you're...
1: I don't ah, I, I just mean, I like the finishing. I like the. I f- didn't see much value in it. Okay. What do you think, Ping? Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty off the pace. That's a that's a few yeah. seconds off the pace. I don't know. I like the finishing.
0: Tough, I do too, tough but it's got to be within right. reason. I mean, <laughs> right, if you're right. if if you're you know, if John Ayers is passing you down the downhill,
1: <laughs> it might be time to pull it in. <laughs> If the flagman is running up the hill with you, waving you on, <laughs> it's, uh, it's time to pull it in. Uh,
0: all right. I mean, if you're cramping up, what do you really – you know, what are yeah, you yeah. really – well, that's, that's really all I'm saying.
1: I like the finishing. I just like the – I like when riders push their bike back when it breaks.
0: I know, I like yeah, the, I, I'm on board. Like, like if you the, crash and you're a lap down and everything's all good, go go for it. Like, right, you're right, – right. at least you're getting the time in. You're getting staying on the pace with those guys. You're getting the moto race, all that stuff. But I just – if you're hurting and you can't really ride and you're cramping and you're you're that far off, you're really not doing much for anyone.
1: What do you have a story like that, JT? Um, do you have not or, or really or to paint. the point
0: where I was having to do what Jimmy did? You know, he was just basically <laughs> suffering through it. <laughs> you make it sound like it was so bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was he was. I mean, obviously, he was hurting because he was over 20 seconds a lap slower. Yeah. So and you know the guys in 15th. Paint. So
1: ping do you have one do you have a story
2: not not where i was hurting like that i, I have stories where i was so slow in the mud i was probably 20 seconds
1: <laughs> <a lap slower. laughs> right
2: 90, the race that uh that ricky uh, whacked
1: everyone uh, hold on what was that ping 97 high point comes to mind where bradshaw won sure. yeah yeah
2: i was so slow dude i got <laughs> i got passed by everybody Like, twice.
1: did you did you get points or no no points I'd have to go look, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to confidently tell you no. I'm going to look this up while we talk, but JT, what what do you got?
0: The race that Ricky lapped everyone at Millville, uh, his best lap was over 30 seconds better than mine. Best lap to best lap? Mm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mudd will do that to you. But, no, with the Jimmy thing, I mean, I've had plenty of times where I've crashed on the first lap and, and was like a lap down at the end of the first lap, you know? And I kept trying, but I was I was able to ride hard. There was nothing wrong. I was just way back, and I think that's a different scenario than what Jimmy was dealing with because he really had no chance to do much. You know, it was just kind of circulating out there. Ping. Yeah, he
1: wasn't in points.
0: You know what?
1: You got ninth in ninety-seven. Yes, at High Point.
0: Yeah, great, great story, Ping.
1: Yeah, good job, Ping.
0: Did I ever tell you about my best race ever?
1: Right, right. Oh, it's just terrible. I got ninth. I should have pulled it in. I'm <laughs> Dude, I must
2: have crashed a hundred times. That's got to be, I don't know how that can be acted.
1: Was that the, that was the year, right? Yeah, 97 Mud Race Bradshaw on a Honda. Right. Yep.
2: And Ricky and I, Ricky went by me crying. He was on the ground crying. We kept crashing and passing each other. <laughs> and he was falling his eyes out. I could hear him screaming, crying every time I go by him. I'm laughing. I just knew I sucked in the mud, so I'm like,
1: this is going to be terrible. Ricky got thirteenth, but he still he still wanted to win, and he was crying.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but you got ninth, pink. So I, you know, That's like
0: crazy,
1: really.
0: Yeah. yeah, that race, that Bradshaw race. If you ever go back and watch it, when uh, when Bradshaw passes Larry Ward in the uphill double the, behind the mechanics, yeah, I'm in the mud with them. <laughs> <laughs> like they're literally splashing me because I'm both feet out, just trying to get around the damn track.
1: I uh, I'm there too. I'm in the mechanics area. My rider Birdwell long pulled off, and I watched stayed to watch the race. I was like, screw it, I'm already wet, and I lost a shoe. So I went back to the pits with with one <laughs> one shoe
0: missing. It's like Houston, oh <laughs> two,
1: right, right, yeah. So, um, all right, okay. Well, I'm glad Jimmy finished. I don't care cramping up or not. And now we know. JT, that ping talks shit on ninth place finishes, just garbage. No,
2: I, I would have told you I was probably twenty second or twenty fifth. Uh, I, I would have never guessed ninth. That. That's the shock, shocking me.
1: I'm just so good. I guess <laughs> worst day of my life. I was in ninth. No, yeah, exactly.
2: I am. Hey, you spent a summer or two doing nationals with me. You know how I am in the mud.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. You're right. I am like,
2: like full retard in the mud. I cannot ride it. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right, let's take a commercial break here on the btosports.com RacerX podcast. Lakewood MX Wrap-Up presented by Fox Racing. Take a listen to this Racetech commercial because I guarantee you 95% of you listening to this need some suspension work on your motorcycle. And uh, Racetech can help you out and use the code Pulpom 14 to save money with those guys. And, of course, btosports.com on Fox Racing. We'll be right back after these words. Btosports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose RaceTech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Leeb, Vince freeze Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh Race Tech Suspension, and they've been along around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people. At least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Fee, the owner of Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Race tech go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back on the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show presented by Fox Racing. I use the code PulpMX at btosports.com to save yourself money. And of course, Fox Racing, Kenny Roxon, just re-upping with Fox. Uh 10 years 222 million dollar deal. <laughs> is, is what i heard. Uh before we get to 250 class you guys, we uh Pingree, i don't know if you're aware of this, but we brought back Weege's word of the day. Yeah,
2: I heard that. I heard uh he worked in a couple of weird ones here.
1: He did. So uh in full credit to uh Weege, he said on our show that we need to get you involved in this because you did sort of start the uh, start the program when you did it with Troy Lee guys on the podium. And then we worked yeah. it in a couple years ago. So we were going to call you and get you to talk about the word of the day and try to get your take on it. So, But you're on the line now. And let's just make a word up for Weed. He had uh, Elmer Fudd this weekend, which was easy. He worked it in early in the first motos. What was the first week, JT? Uh,
0: what was it? I can't even remember.
1: Uh, baked beans? Oh, baked beans. Yeah, he got baked beans in good uh, for week one. So week... Yeah, wait.
0: No, that was Hangtown. So, Hangtown was baked beans.
1: So what have the words been then? They were, uh, I don't, did we do a first one? Maybe we didn't do a first one. I yeah. don't think we did one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so baked beans and Elmer Fudd. And uh, I'm thinking, now I can be overruled by either one of you guys, I'm thinking round four, the word could be eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. Look, I can't even say it. It's such a, such a hard <laughs> word. So.
0: I think you should stick with sperm whale.
1: He he said he can't I, do it.
0: I've, I've <laughs> been trying forever to
2: get him to do sperm one. Yep. he won't pull it off.
1: No, he won't do it again. We he's that's that's not going to happen. Ping, do you have a do you have a word? I no, was. No, I like
2: to go double entendre. I mean, maybe get him to say something like you know
1: skid marks or I don't know. <laughs> of course, you would like that word. That that would be you actually, Ping. Nothing gets Ping yeah, yeah. giggling like a uh, like poop. Poop humor. Yeah, a little poo joke. It goes a long way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All the way down your shorts.
1: Yeah, like when you're trying to sell a bike and you're wearing swim trunks. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, JT, what about you?
0: I don't know. I, I'm okay with the eucalyptus. I mean, we have, what, you know, nine more chances at this?
1: Yeah. So. I don't know how we would work in that word, eucalyptus.
0: I'm, I'm thinking, thinking something similar to... Uh, so how we worked in the baked beans, like they'll panned at the crowd, and oh, koala bear, they're chewing on some eucalyptus.
1: Right, right,
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think we could come up with something pretty good, though.
1: Yeah, sperm whale would be awesome, but it's yeah, not going to happen. We got to make it hard, but yet
0: attainable. So we'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll revisit this.
1: Okay. All right. Think about it, Ping.
0: All right. All right. For 250,
1: 250 class here. Uh, Blake, ba- I can't figure Blake Baggett out. I cannot figure him out. I don't know. I don't know anymore. He was unstoppable and amazing. And then he broke up with Alden Baker. And then he broke his wrist. And then now he's got an eye that's jacked up. And he didn't look very good the first couple weeks relative to being Blake Baggett. And even in the first Moto, JT, he wasn't, you know, he charged hard. He was at times the fastest guy on the track. He waited too long to get going and got fourth. So, you know, same old, same old. Second moto, it was like there was a pack of ants. Those ants from Indiana Jones, the the real shitty one, the fourth one. It was like the ants were stuck in his pants because he was on fire to get to the front. All over Purcell, got by, and took off for the moto win. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I can't figure out Blake Baggett.
0: Yeah, it's funny you bring this up because I'm in the middle of writing um, my column and it deals with this and how unpredictable uh, it is and what do we make of this? You know, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, you know, he was so known for what he did. Uh, yeah. This, this past weekend, like that was his complete M.O. I was what you would expect, what you looked for, what he did. Um, and then it just went away. you know, I, I know he dealt with injuries and the, he broke his wrist and he broke his foot, and he did all these things which i i 'm sure had an effect and he split with Alden Baker, which is you know an opinion I guess if that made a difference um, don't you but he feel... just was a different guy you know and, and then he comes out this weekend, and he 's the Blake value from eleven and twelve so i don 't know but, i i 'm writing about this and i 'm trying to make sense of it and find a pattern or. Attributed to something, but I really am at a loss for what the reasons are.
1: What year did he win the title? 12? 12, yeah. Dean won 11? So he was the Blake Baggett of 13 in the first moto, and he was the Blake Baggett of 12 in the second moto. Literally.
0: And 11. 11 was the year that he, you know, just crushing everyone. The first half of the season, Dean just caught fire at the end.
1: Ping, what do you make of Blake Baggett? Well, all I can make of
2: it is what he he told me. You know, I... um... Did a feature story on him here that'll be in one of the next issues of Racer X, and he just said it was his wrist. Last year, he, he was broken in multiple places. He's got absolutely no flexion. You know, the thing just goes straight. and That's it, and it's his throttle hand. So he's having to relearn how to grip. If you look at pictures of him off of a jump in the air, you'll see his elbows are straight up, and that's him re-gripping that throttle.
0: And uh,
2: because otherwise. Okay, I, you know you got a ch- you got a chicken wing to bring it down. He, he said he had to relearn how to go through tight right-hand corners because all of a sudden your elbows touching your leg and yeah. you know, you're not you're not turning the throttle like it was just it was a lot of issues and a lot of pain. But the other bottom line is wrist hurt a lot. So I, he said he's finally through that. The eye kind of caught him off guard and screwed him up. He wasn't able to prepare for going home the way he wanted. There is some vision issues, but he said on the. Once the gate drops, he's, he's able to focus enough and doesn't bug in. So the real question is, if, if now his wrist is finally good, maybe his fitness is there, speed's coming around, it looks like, so is right. he now Blake Baggett of 2012 again from here on out? Well, here's the That th- could be th- interesting.
1: Here's the thing, Ping. Like, I, I get all that and I understand it, but we saw vintage Blake Baggett at Bud's Creek last year. He just destroyed everybody. He went 3-1 or 2-1, and it wasn't even yeah. close. So I'm like, okay, he's back. He's good. He's now going to, you know, Blake Baggett again. And then he wasn't. So yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. kind of confuses me. I'm not thinking the trainer so much because, uh, Payne, can't you just hire a trainer for a few years and then, you know, simply break up with him and then just do what he, you know, used to do with him, right? Like that. I don't, I don't buy the trainer thing. That is thrown out there by people, but I'm not so sure.
2: Yeah, whatever secrets that he had. Now you know. The biggest thing a trainer does is hold you accountable if you have a tendency to slack off, you know. And I think Blake doesn't mind doing the work, especially yeah. outdoors. He enjoys it. So
1: yeah,
2: I don't think that's the problem. I think a lot of it's just been health and you know injuries that affect his head. You know what I mean? His confidence and things like that. And um, hopefully he's back in the game.
1: Yeah, uh, JT Jeremy Martin finally lost. Um, he lost the moto. He got sixth, but he was still very fast. Still very good. Uh, went down once. Didn't get a start. But
0: yeah. Yeah. What? What? Do we think he would have had something for Blake had he not crashed? Because I'm not. I'm not positive that he doesn't. He doesn't get in there.
1: Well, his best time to Blake's best time. I looked it up this morning. Was half a second off. Best lap to best lap.
0: So he yeah, wasn't, but I don't yeah, know if yeah, that, yeah. that always matters. Right?
1: No, no. I'm just saying he wasn't quite on the same level, but right. who knows? You know? Uh, yeah, he was still very fast. He was within striking distance. And this just in: Cooper Webb and him hate each other. They have to.
0: I think Cooper Webb hates everyone. <laughs>
1: Cooper Webb rode across six ruts to try to hit his teammate.
0: In a try. yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't real thrilled with that move. Right? You know, I haven't been real thrilled with a, a lot of moves he's made.
1: So, I don't know what's like. I get I it. I get it that you're mad and you don't want the guy to beat you, but come on, Cooper.
0: Come yeah, on, I don't know come the on. kid. I've never really even talked to him. I don't. Right. But man, some of some of the, the tactics he uses, and well, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of some of that stuff. So I'll tell you what. He
1: unfollowed me on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. Oh, what better? What guns at guns at noon?
0: Yeah, I mean he's a great rider. <laughs> let's 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 be clear on that. Yeah. I'm just not sure that I am fully on board with, with some of the moves he's made. He looked
1: to fight Jeremy Martin harder than he looked to fight anybody else, and I'm not so sure that you should be doing that.
0: I don't like, think that, that that move where he cut across was, was that kosher. Um, it's, man, you, have to, you, just, you just have to ride different with your teammate, especially when he's uh, the points leader. You just have to. It's what, just uh, the rules of how this works. So. What do you
1: think, uh, Ping? Ping? Do you, do, you, do you agree well, with that? Well, I think you can, you can race your teammate hard, but you
2: can't race him dirty. And you should be racing everybody that hard. You know what
1: I mean? If you're going to
2: – however hard you'd push to keep him behind you or pass him, you should race that
1: hard for every spot. So you should cross so, six ruts to nail – No, no, no. I also think you should <laughs> no, no, be, be riding guys dirty. No, 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 no. no I mean, right. like, he, he did that for his teammate, and then he didn't do it for anybody
0: else. So it was... I don't know. He's, he's ridden pretty aggressively yeah. with everyone.
2: Martin even said, though, like, coming down that first hill that he made a comment like, oh, yeah, Cooper must have seen the 19, and, you know, like.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: He, like, so there's obvious tension there, in that truck.
1: There is. There I don't know to what's be. happened, but. Why Why are all these kids like this these days? I don't think they all are. Well, I don't know. Like, why can't, why is it just that way with, with these kids? Maybe I'm just standing. I'm I think on,
0: you're generalizing a little bit.
1: But I'm thinking like Barsha and Trey a little bit. Although they've better they're better. You know? I'm thinking I don't know. I guess I I guess you know what it used to happen, right? Casey Johnson and Ricky didn't like each other. Right, Ping? Who's that? Casey Johnson and Ricky. No, they liked each other. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> well, some of the stories well. Mitch has told me is seemed like Casey was a little upset at Ricky. Well,
2: I mean, everybody was a little <laughs> jealous. Of- <laughs> So a
0: kid comes in and just
1: whips your ass. A kid is eating McDonald's french fries and then whipping then whipping. Yeah, Chad and laughing. Timmy
0: and Villaman didn't like each other.
1: No. Well, Villaman was okay, but, yeah, Chad and Timmy for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Chad and Villaman got into it.
1: Yeah. No, they did. I
0: guess. I don't know. Lots so, of egos, lots but, of money.
2: Yeah. It's, it's money.
0: There's a lot of people behind the scenes.
1: Well, that's what, I was going to say entourages, right?
0: Yeah, Families. a lot of people, I think with uh, – Right. I think parents, a lot of times, you know, create a lot of this stuff. Or maybe not create it, but they definitely fuel it.
1: I know. Like, what, what happened to the, the calm, peaceful guys like Tony Alessi? Like, what happened to those, like, you know? <laughs> what, what happened to people like that that really knew how to handle Oh, they're up in Canada cutting the trap. <laughs> they really knew how to handle situations. Calmly and professionalism. It's just gone gone to shit since Moto Concepts left. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an, it's going to be an interesting thing this weekend to watch. Uh, hey, ping! Bogle's a much better outdoor guy right now than he's ever been. He's taken that Supercross title and really, really worked hard and got a lot of confidence from that. Young magic, son. Young, no quit. <laughs> he spells young wrong, though. I don't know if it's homeschooling or. I I, I don't
2: get it, dude. I just don't get it. I'm, I can't. I can't pretend I'm okay with
1: it. Now you sound like the old man.
2: Like disgusted by all that. Like I just shake my head.
1: You You sound like an old. I sound like an old man a little while ago. Now you are. Now you sound like the old guy that walks uphill to school both ways.
0: I mean, I thought it was a Vietnamese thing. No. (laughs) Is he Vietnamese? No, No, I was was kidding. No, he's joking. I
2: don't know, dude. I I gotta just let it go. Whatever. He's doing
1: great. (laughs) Leg swag, leg swag, and young magic and young man and young. No quit. It's all good, right? Leg swag. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're officially too old to be in this sport. It's official. We should all quit. Uh, we because we just don't get it. But. Talking about somebody who you might get ping, Jesse Nelson. He was good this weekend. First ever podium. He had a ten second lead in the first moto. Ten seconds. I know. Dang it. I was. Uh,
2: I was hoping he could just you know get into a groove and and keep it out there, but he well, never led before. You know, like that's that's yeah. all you can think about. So.
1: No, it... it, uh...
2: I can't blame him for kind of blowing up or whatever. But the next time he gets out front, it'll be a little more familiar. Well, look, he's... the next time it'll be even more familiar. So, yeah, I told him, I'm like, dude, just keep getting those starts. And one day you aren't going to make any mistakes. And you're going to finish and go, wow, that was easy.
1: Yeah, I don't think... I don't mean it... Like, when I said 10-second lead, I'm not condemning him. Like, I'm not saying, oh, my God. Like, I meant it, like, in a good way. Like, he spun out and then he went off the track. So that's part he probably that's probably six or seven seconds lost right there between those two moves i don't mean it know, like, so, i don't I mean i'm kind of looking
0: at kind of looking at this and i want to bounce this off ping because okay even you know i I never won races here or anything like that but still won races okay i did too jt yep you too so thank you when you're in a, when you're in a longer race a race that's 15 20 minutes you know longer event um not an amateur race where it's you know, four laps or six laps or whatever.
1: We used to do eight on the Manitoba circuit for Okay, pros. great. That's, that's awesome. Okay,
0: thanks. Um, so you're going full sprint. Like, when you get the whole shot and you're going to win, it's, it's, there's no thought. It's all reaction, and you're just kind of in the zone, right? At some point in that race, it starts to slow down, and you start to think a little bit. Yeah. And I really felt like that's what happened with Nelson. As soon as he... Thought about what he was doing, it, it all <laughs> unraveled for him. He he was so just in a you know riding like he was possessed. I, I mean, you could watch the intensity in him. He wasn't thinking about anything other than I'm out of here, like this I'm gone. And as soon as he as soon as he let his mind wander just a tiny bit, it all went it all went away from me. You, you know, he was thinking, oh, I'm winning a national. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to do this? Blah blah blah. I think I think like you said, Ping, it once he gets past that and he you know gets a little bit more comfortable and it doesn't hit him like that he's going to be up front i mean he showed a lot of ability to run away from those guys it just is one of those things where i've been in that situation where you're just it's full full out everything you have to an extent and then once that kind of wears off at a 10 or 15 minutes it's all mental after that if you can just if you can hold it together and, and you could literally see that inexperience there kind of come, come into play
2: yeah. Well, he, uh, you know, he kind of said at one point, whatever, fifteen or whatever. He, he kind of went, "Holy crap!" You can tell he even said he. Was, I, I kind of looked around. and I'm like, I'm Dude. like all out, all out, yeah, all myself out front alone. There's nobody behind him. Like you're not, you're not hearing his anything. Right. Exploded. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, at that point, you've got to go to something to keep your mind busy. So if that's racing the stopwatch, so okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at my. Pit board every lap, and I'm going to try to, you know, be on the same second. Or I'm going, to, I'm going to mark a guy behind me, and every lap I'm going to pick two spots on the track, and I'm going to watch, just like you do in a moto riding at home, you pick a guy, okay, I'm going to mark him on this jump, I'm going to see where he's at, and then over here I'm going to mark him again. You've got to do something like that to keep your mind busy, to stay focused, and not think about, okay, I can win this, okay, okay, don't make mistakes, all right, you know you start overthinking it and getting in your head and then you start tripping over yourself. And that's what he did. But that'll come. He's, he's going to get it. Um, if he can just keep getting starts, keep putting himself in positions like that to get up front and even run top three, top five with those guys and get comfortable in that pace because he can do it. And he's, he's, going to have to. He's going to be TLD's
1: marquee rider next year. So he, He's showing something. There's no doubt. Look, I, I just thought, Ping, when you said he'd be fast at Hangtown, I'm like, okay, that's his home track or whatever. Who cares? Uh, but he was good at Glen Helen, coming from the back. And then this weekend, he was, I don't care that he lost that, that, that lead. He, he still showed a lot, and the kid was good. And uh, second moto, I don't know what he came back. He came to ninth, but I don't know where he was, but he was further back. He, he's, he's quietly starting to become a real surprise here.
2: Yeah, he was way back. He was uh Yeah. He was outside the top 20 in the start, so.
1: Yeah. What do you think Ping? What's his strength? What's his best attribute? He loves riding his motorcycle.
2: <laughs> okay. He's one of those kids that we could just ride all day. Uh uh-huh. I don't think he takes it yet as seriously as he should. You know, I mean, he doesn't really maybe treat it like a business as much as he should. Right. Um, because he's young, he's a kid, but yeah. he loves being on the bike. So I just think that, that comfort and that love of riding is right now what's getting him through. And he's he's working with Brian Lopes, so he's, you know, I think his fitness is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, he just needs to keep working at it. You know, I think he's doing the right things. And Tyler and the TLD guys and his mechanic, Eric, they do a good job of,
1: you know, do you think do you think going in the right direction Do you think USADA will have an issue with him missing part of his thumb and wonder if it's a performance enhancement? I don't like, think so.
2: I, I told I, I made this joke a couple of years ago when he was a, a rookie. I said, Hey, you've got to get a butt patch. that's just like the big team like the old team green thumbs up, you know? Like yeah. the big thumbs up.
1: Uh huh. I
2: said that would be so awesome, dude. A lot of people wouldn't even get it, but it'd be great. And his dad looked at me like I just raped his wife in front of him i'm like no, like embrace it dude it's funny
1: no 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 and I mean, he just he couldn't he, he didn't like it i oh i because i tweeted out thumbs up for nelson oh maybe you're a bad idea yeah well <laughs> maybe a bad idea i
2: don't know i don't think jesse cares but
1: right uh hey jt moose Can was good in the second moto that's starting to see some moose Can coming back
0: Good Definitely was letter. a huge improvement. I mean, that's oh, the yeah. first time we've seen Marvin. You know, really the the real Marvin. So
1: charging from the back, pa- catching and passing Anderson, uh, catching and passing uh, someone else, maybe Sealy, uh, and then all, all over Purcell at the finish. So yeah, yeah, rode well.
0: I think we'll see. I think we'll see another jump up from him at at Mount Morris. I think that's a that's a good track for him. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, there uh, there may be more more competition at the front for. Uh, the, Blue
1: team. What do you think went on with Porcel in that first moto? Front break. Yeah, except the team didn't find anything wrong with the front brake.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I know. Definitely I know. Didn't, definitely didn't look like everything was kosher.
1: No, no. And I know no. the Pro Circuit guys. They have a few stories of Kristoff saying this is broken and wrong, and then they look at it and it's fine. So just just putting it out there, a little weird, uh, to drop from fourth to probably 14th before he made it up, back up to 11th, and then uh, second moto, he led and looked great, got a third, so, JT, where do you stand on, you were on the Porcel bandwagon, are you still on it, still driving it, it's all good? Yeah, I don't know
0: how it's going to turn out long, long term, mm-hmm. um, as far as winning a title, but He's definitely improving. I I still feel like he's getting better and better. I I don't know what went on that first moto. I think there was something going on. But the second moto, he was pretty good. Um, It was classic Christophe Purcell where he was just controlling the people behind him. Yeah, Um, Almost kind of what James was doing in the first 450 moto. He wasn't really fast enough to ride away from him, but he's so much smarter, I feel like, than those guys at times. He just had such an experience um, advantage that... He knows where they're gonna go before they go. So he's he's one one move ahead, you know, most of the time and mm-hmm. unfortunately for him, Baggett just had too much speed, so he just kept kept going and going and going until finally he made something stick. So Yeah. I, I don't know if if Purcell can improve, I think that we see that come into play where if he gets a start, he's just once he gets a little bit better, um he he's just too smart, man. The guy knows where people he knows what lines they're gonna take. He knows what lines he can take to to counter that, and he can he can hold people back when they may be a little bit better than him. You know, for a long time,
1: he's still a tick off fitness wise too. Not as bad as Glenn Helen as as Glenn Helen. He's gotten better, but when you look in the middle to late of the of the lap times, he's in a different second than a lot of guys around him. But he is smart, and he is using. I wonder. If, I wonder
2: if that'll change though when you go because Glenn Helen is an anomaly. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Hangtown can usually be hot. Like, I, I know it wasn't real hot this year. And then you got elevation at Thunder Valley. So, I think when he gets back east, if he's staying in Florida, I don't, I don't know if his plan is to be back there. Yeah, again, he's but, back
1: there now. Yeah, I talked to Eric Keo, So, he's, he left so, off like, So, well. he'll be used to humidity. It might be easier for
2: him. I mean, it might be kind of a not an issue anymore here back yeah. once he gets back east.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it could get better here. Got no more Southwick. He was good at Southlake. He wasn't bad at Southlake. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah right, right. That, that can be physically difficult. Well, um, Zach Bell cost me 20 bucks, JT, with Dan Truman. He was looking good. We had a bet versus Zach Bell versus another rider. And I was looking good on Zach Bell's sixth place. Three laps to go in the second moto. His manager, Michael Larocco, told me he just fell off the track into a hole.
0: Crash into the Grand Canyon.
1: Yep, that was it. Yeah. Done. Zach Bell. Inside. Well, I
0: was... I was walking across the track um, near the finish line.
1: Oh, okay. So you're the guy that James? Were you the guy that caused James to crash? <laughs>
0: no, okay. no. I would be. Uh, I would not be on this podcast if that was me. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Uh, but I was walking across the finish line, and I heard this bike coming by. Like, I mean, way after everyone was done. <laughs> I, I'm, I think that Blake Baggett may have been already on his way to the airport, and. Zach Bell comes riding by, and I'm like, where was he? Like, Did he stop to get a hot
1: dog the last lap? Where were you going? Yeah. yeah, and
0: then I obviously saw later on the video that he was – Yeah. Uh, yeah, he crashed into a very large hole and was stuck there for a very long time.
1: Three laps to go, too. He was doing well. So, <laughs> it just seems like if one rider is going to fall into a hole, it's going to be Zach Bell. Do we agree on that? Uh,
0: it's bummer. a bummer because he's been, he was good. Yeah. He was – Yep. Better than better he's been better than better he's been him. Um
1: five motos doing well too. And even still sixth place in the first moto. That's good.
0: Yeah, no, he's been he's been much better than I think everybody that doesn't mm-hmm. wear a Geico shirt anticipated. Uh
1: Savace had a good decent second race, twelve thirteen. He can probably be a little bit better from there, but that's almost in his range where he should be. Second year guy. Um anything else ping from the two V D class that caught your eye? Not too much. I'm Surprised I didn't see Anderson do
2: a little better there. I kind of had him picked to be a breakout ride.
1: Yeah, five five on the day. Um, still <laughs> but, not, still you know, not. Kinda, yeah, still not getting starts. Hard, still yeah. not. You know. <clears throat> I still. Uh, yeah, I still think Martin looks really good, JT. I, I don't care about his sixth place. He looks great.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way he gets sixth. Or even worse, uh, he was in fourth when he crashed. I mean, I I think he easily gets second. I just don't know if he catches Bagot or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's fourth so, and, and charging. Not. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that was my only question. I mean, second is, second was. Yeah. Take uh, for granted for me. Yeah. Uh, I just would have liked to seen what he could do with Bagot because Bagot was he was on rails that the end of that second moto. So. Hmm. So
2: uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. We it, got another kind of vanilla interview guy,
1: Jeremy. And Jeremy, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, big time. What the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? Really? Another?
2: You're gonna you're gonna win every race this year, guy, and be like,
1: you know? Oh, he doesn't seem very happy. He doesn't. Nope. Have, you know, he's just yeah. No emotion. Well, I'm with you. I'm with it's you. Under bike race. I I interviewed him after Glenn Helen when he went one one and just crushed everybody and he was talking about you know things he's got to work on to be better and this was good and it was only one step and I'm like really guy you just won your first race one one just crushed him so I, I, I don't know what you can do about that ping I I hope for Anderson to get on the podium he's a he's a character uh, Webb's a little bit of a of a character um, Bogle young 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 man young magic. <laughs> young man young, G- young, young Jeezy Young Jeezy can get on the podium He's got some Young no quit Young no quit Leg like swag He can do something
2: You know But I don't know it Sounds like
1: he's got a frog in his throat though. Like he's got to clear his throat The whole time you are talking to him. Yeah Yeah it, dude. Probably, probably oh. good Probably good in the
0: studio
1: I oh. have that voice You know Um oh, Can we
0: open my headphones Yeah well, <laughs> Ping I have no snare <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, Ping! You sound like crotchety old man. Although I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining because I sound like that too a lot. Disagree with so. me then. Well, <laughs> how was the D-Day celebrations for you, Uncle Ping? Do you? Was it? Did, you, did it take you? <laughs> how cold was Normandy? Yeah, like did it take you back?
0: <laughs> uh, well,
2: I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking.
0: <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> Mathis is pumped because this is usually his role
1: yeah that's a good point <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> generally speaking, I am the one now we should get you on here more often uh, so tell us about nam ping and fight, fighting fighting there <laughs> was nixon getting uh not impeached was that a was that a big deal all right all right b t o sports dot com racer x podcast presented by fox. Racing Kenny Roxon, 10-year deal, $330 million. <laughs> uh, fantastic for for Kenny and for the folks at, at Fox, no doubt. They've now locked in Kenny Roxon. Which, by the way, too, uh, we're pretty sure he's leaving next year for the RCH team. Um, we won't probably see that press release for a while. But uh, he's sure uh, going out with a bang for the KTM guys. Hey, JT? He's... Uh,
0: yeah, and, and we didn't talk about Barsha, who was out oh. for the year, pretty much.
1: Do we know that? Did you know that any more uh, than what I know? I don't or? know for sure, okay. but I heard
0: from you, and I heard from another person, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, apparently uh, uh, he's going to need surgery on his ankle or foot or something. So Yeah. So he'll be out. Um, Can anyone give me an update on Davey Millsap?
0: He had a great weekend it. at the lake. I saw that. <laughs> I
1: saw him on Twitter, yeah. He had a beach, went to the beach. That, that was you the know. ocean, Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Built his son I, think, of, I think the lake was on Saturday and the beach was on Sunday. Oh,
1: oh, all right, all right. Yeah, built his son a sandcastle. It seems like so. Yeah.
0: I don't know. it's supposedly Muddy Creek, but I haven't seen much much riding video.
2: Someone, let's put a, let's put a bet right now on whether or not that guy actually does a gate drop on a KTM. Hmm,
0: I
1: think he does. From here on out. yes okay, or no? You know why? I talked to his number one fan this weekend about it. Um, here, I did a little bit of digging. Um, I asked a rockstar KTM guy and he told me, rockstar KTM guy told me, yeah, the target seems to be always moving on when he's coming back. So that didn't sound so promising. Right. Then I talked to Carlos Rivera, who is his buddy and his old friend. And he said, no, man, his foot is really jacked up. He's really had a lot of issues. He's starting the ride this week, I think. So I said, so still coming back. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. His foot's just really jacked up. And Carlos is a pretty good guy. I don't think he's going to lie, you know. So that kind of made me think the other way.
0: I don't think that he would be able to not race without some sort of medical issue. I don't think he would be able to fake it. Like, the no. whoever's yeah. writing checks at Rockstar or Bobby Hewitt or yeah. whoever is going to say, hey, you got to show me something here.
1: Yeah, and I doubt he's hitting his, hammer, his ankle with a hammer. Right,
0: right. So I have no doubt that there's something going on. I do believe that, but I also, I also have my own opinion that he is not in any hurry to be back out there. Yeah. Right now. So. Yeah. Do with that what you will.
1: I tweeted out Chinese democracy, or David Pingree on a, or David, David Millsaps on a KTM. Longer wait. What's the longer? I replied
0: wait? to you, Project Ninety.
1: Yeah, I know you're wrong about that. Project Ninety will be done in eh, two weeks.
0: Okay, I'll take it. I'll take any bets you want. Okay, all
1: right. Um, anyways, ping. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of leaning ping. I was definitely leaning towards like we're not going to see him on the KTM, but then Carlos's talk maybe told me that we would.
0: <sighs> either way, I don't think it'll be up to Davey. I think it'll be up to whoever writes checks. If Davey wants to get paid, and they say you got a race to get paid, he'll be out there.
1: Either way, I'm not looking forward to spectacular finishes. <laughs> either either way, so. It's definitely, yeah. like, like, in our strange world, what we, we all work in, this professional motocross, supercross world, um, we're, we're not surprised, but yet we are surprised. It, things are weird. Things are weird this way in our world. Nothing's ever as cut as dry as you sign a contract you have to ride for us. Right, Ping?
2: No, they're really not. You know, if He doesn't really want to ride, whether it's the bike or it's his foot or it's yeah. having a good time at the beach with his boy. Yeah, and then then an ankle's not good enough. I mean, he'll just say, "No, it freaking hurts. I can't. How many do?"
1: Yep.
2: And they want to dock him. They're going to dock him a percentage of his pay. He might look at that and go, "Yeah." Yeah. Still getting seventy five percent of my salary, sitting at home on the couch. Give me that.
1: Very strange, uh, coming off two second places. And uh, did he get second last year or third?
0: But I think a second. Um, coming off, he's taking the Hangtown. I know that.
1: No, I mean in super cost season.
0: Uh, he got second in two thousand thirteen.
1: Yeah. So and he got second or third the year before in a JJ. Second year before, right? I
0: don't yeah, he yeah. second in anyway.
1: So you know, 13, coming yeah. off a couple of runner up finishes in Supercross, and the guy's just not gonna ride all year. It's just very, very weird. But I mean hey, injuries, I guess. If there's somebody who's been beat up a lot, it's David Mill That guy has hurt has hurt himself, there's no doubt. So Ah, you know, never know. Um Maybe he's just disgusted, like Ping, like Ping was disgusted with ninth. He's just disgusted to go out there, with not <laughs> not be off, just be off the box, you know. So uh, I think it comes out of money. Video,
2: if there's ever video footage of that race, and you can catch a glimpse of me somewhere admired in the pack, you'll you'll understand it.
1: <laughs> that somehow you got ninth.
2: People must have fallen and died in that river or something.
0: I don't know what happened. Hit my you imagine if we had GoPros back then and you had GoPro of Ricky screaming? Oh, my gosh.
2: I'll never forget it, dude. I'm like, he's bawling. I went by him on that. There's an off-camera left, and he was crying his eyes out. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, he was just bawling. I was like, I had a big old smile. because I thought it was funny. He had passed me twice, and right. he kept crashing
1: well, there was that time when Wyndham beat him in Vegas. Yep. He was crying then, too. He did not like to lose. Made him very upset. But it wasn't like just tears running down, it was cry.
2: He was like scream crying. Like <laughs> <laughs> his dog just got in front of him.
1: What about if there was a GoPro when Timmy told me that him and Yogi used to go running with Ricky, and Ricky would hide in a tree? until they came back and then jump on them like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, Where? they just thought they dropped them, you know, from behind. And then, But he's actually climbed up a tree and jumped on their backs.
2: That's
0: funny. <laughs> when I would go up there, we would go to Dairy Queen on the way. He would ride with me when we left the track instead of his mom so we could go to Dairy Queen. But we'd have to park on the other side behind this dumpster <laughs> so she couldn't see my car or my van, yeah. like on the her route home. <laughs> right,
1: right. And he's wearing like a like a one of those uh, Point Break bank robbing masks.
0: Yeah, with a mustache, uh, glasses, and mustache. <laughs>
1: he's got a cane. <laughs> um, all right. What about the word of the day? Anybody come up with something? Are we going to go with eucalyptus? Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus is gay. Let's work on that. Well, come on, come up with something.
0: Chinese democracy. <laughs> really. I don't know. Kim Jong-il.
1: <laughs> uh, Ricky Carmichael crying. <laughs> See he works into that. Um, all right, well, do you want to uh, – How about ad-
2: breakfast beers? Breakfast beers? Surely he can scan the crowd and work in a, a breakfast beers comment.
0: Hair, Hair of, the of the dog. Yeah.
1: Hair of the dog? Mm. Yeah. I don't mind that. Ping?
2: Well, hold on. Why don't we go with something Morgantown-specific?
0: Hair of the dog.
1: (laughs) 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 Billy (laughs) Ursic. I don't know. The fishbowl. Yeah? Fishbowl will work.
0: Uh, do it. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of interest from Ping. Yeah, yeah very much yeah, on uh, this
1: bandwagon. Ping's had a rough, a rough couple of he, weeks. He
2: won't, uh, he won't do the, he won't do the hard words. He's a cream puffer anyway. I,
1: ho- I hope you pull through, Pink. He wants
2: to impress me. I'll hear sperm oil. <laughs> Until then, I'm not even playing this shady little game. Wow. All
1: right, David Pingree, I hope you pull I think, through. I think oh. one
2: of the words that uh, Will Hahn worked in was swamp donkey in one of his stadium interviews.
1: Oh yeah? That's pretty impressive.
2: <laughs> so, right. I mean, I don't I don't think Weed is even playing on our level yet.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he's afraid he's going to get fired.
0: Yeah, and that's oh, There's always that. <laughs> I don't know. Langston Langston seems to not care what he says.
1: <laughs> Good point. Langston <laughs> seems to have no fear of getting fired at all. <laughs> so, that's cuz he may or may not be hammered. <laughs> But, um, I guess when you're the rider you're the, you're, the, you're the analyst You can just do whatever you want Because who are they going to They can get anybody to talk about the races And Wygant's job But who are they going to get to Call the action What other former world champions are out there Yeah well. Okay Btosports.com Racer Podcast Presented by Fox Racing Ping I hope you pull through Hope you make it Thanks buddy Me too can't be as bad you as that night for a while. Yeah. Yeah. What felt um, worse? Life
2: will never get that dark again.
1: <laughs> what felt worse, your illness now or the ninth in 97? The ninth. Yeah. The
2: ninth. I mean, <laughs> God forbid. I nearly right. nearly slipped out of the top 10.
1: <laughs> exactly. How terrible that would have been. All right, Jason Thomas, David Pingree, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, High Point this weekend. We'll talk soon. See ya. See you.
2: Cheers.
0: This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends, such as
2: The Bad Boy Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbett is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends and we've never talked since
0: Brian Lunis before the 500 event Dave and I fly to Germany go down to Stuttgart there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory we get our cylinders take them back and you know off we go and you know we ran Nicosil cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave
2: and, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake
1: thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone
0: Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The
2: days and the months and the years go.